Hey you, you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I got my boy QDZ for Sheezy. It's way too easy, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes about to go to the Super Bowl Weezy. This is episode 137. 137. Shout out to the gang. Shout out to y'all for pulling up on us. Listen, if you're new here, stay a while. If you've, if you've been here before, stay, stay a while even more. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit, put the, turn the post notifications on. Add a comment. Follow us on socials. Yeah, get all the pleasantries out the way. If you rock with us, support the channel. You know, we're almost at 500 subscribers on YouTube. Check out ratingsgaymusic.com the best music review site on the globe shout out to voyage baltimore recently they uh they did an interview with me they posted the interview Mm. on voyage baltimore uh in the meantime though you guys want to hear about reviews and the reviews that we got on the site right now ice spice dropped the new album called like Question like mark. Question mark. Dot yeah, dot dot. Question like mark. That dropped as an EP actually. I heard it. Uh, and Trippy Red, he dropped a album. Mansion Music. Mansion Music yep. with all capital, twenty five tracks. Yeah. We did a review on that, and then we did a review of a couple songs that came out. The Kid Leroy returned back to the music scene with a new song. You know who submitted to us? Who? You would never believe this. And we submitted their song to us. Pitbull. Mm. <laughs> Pitbull submitted to us. We're gonna. I'm salute gonna do a to review Pit, of that. Salute to Pitbull. Salute to man. Pitbull. Yo, listen. Salute to all the artists that be submitting yeah. to salute the brand. To, you know, like the yeah. Dax Hit Boy. The hit Boy. Salute to the brand. Obviously, salute to everybody that's been working with you know RGM and, and what we got going on. But yeah, man, I'm gonna check out that article. I give some good insight on how Ratings Game Music came about, uh, what motivates me, and just kind of like some stuff that I think small business people could uh learn from onto the podcast side man uh we featured a few different artists this week on the zero skips playlist one of the best <laughs> playlists <laughs> out there for indie artists right now if you don't believe me I, listen i encourage you to really check this out number one there's a dude named rinse four he dropped a song called aim for the star that is a freaking banger i must say there's another gentleman out there named oh five he has a song called tetris which is really really dope tetris yeah not nah, it's, it's fires and um yeah a couple other people out there man but just wanted to shout out a couple um so make sure to go to spotify type in zero skips it'll pop right up make talk to sure me. talk to me that they recognize we did a section on last show where we were talking about the uh the artist to look out for yeah and I believe we received some type of notification from every single person that we talked about, including Mr. Chicken. Ooh, so shout out those people. That's a like, fact. You know, that's a fact. Good, it's good dope. point. Good it's point. dope that you know we were able to give them their 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 flowers. I guess it it, it gave me a good validation. Biggest thing dope. for me it was it was organic. Like Even Scory. Bro, Scory, my guy, Scory, Scory, Scory like the post. Was, Stove got cooked. Stove hit us in the got DM cooked. And was like, yo, appreciate he put y'all, down. Yo. He put down the 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 packs. For five minutes just to hey, put a sh- like. Anyway, man. Yo, shout out to them artists, man. Listen, thank you guys for supporting us in, on social media and all that, man. Let's oh, get man. to the mother freaking topics. That is funny. Now, on this episode, we're going to be discussing the top five favorite Lil Wayne verses of all mother freaking time. Ooh. This is a spoiler alert. Y'all are going to be mad. There's no way, some, yo. There's no way we can have this Seriously. conversation Seriously. without somebody being like, "What the Seriously. freak are you talking about? Like, how, how how'd you miss that? What Seriously. do you mean, bro? Seriously. This is our top five favorite. Seriously. So if you have a favorite, feel free to hit us in the comments. You know, when we put those clips up on social media and whatnot, join the conversation. You know, we want to know what you guys Seriously. believe. After that, we're gonna get into a conversation about gatekeeping mm. in the black community, specifically as it relates to black music there's probably some confusion when people talk about black music like what does that even mean i'm a i'm a i'm gonna put some scope on this convo we're specifically talking about the genres of music that black people are probably the predominant forces here so that would be hip-hop rap and then that'll sprinkle into some r&b as well but the point is there was a quote from no name you guys may not know who that is she put out a a very controversial post her name is no name 
Yeah, y'all don't know who No Name is for a reason. <laughs> and then no disrespect <laughs> to No Name. No, no, yeah, no, I'm no, no disrespect. No disrespect. I'm just like her name is No Name. It's crazy, it's like, right? Wow, that's interesting. It is. And but so I love No Name. Though. Yeah, no, she she put up a very controversial post, sparked a lot of conversation between he and I. We're gonna talk about it, man, because I think this has been brewing. Mm. It's out there, people. It's in the ecosystem. We need to have the discussion. But first, we gotta talk about Gunna Tello. Unfortunately. <laughs> You know, our guy Gunna. There's no way to have this oh, uncomfortable yeah. conversation about snitching in hip-hop, oh, about cooperating in hip-hop, yes. whether or not it's out of control, whether or not, you know, there's a place for street rap and what is happening. Because I'm going to just be real with you, man. I'm going to start. The, and by the way, I'm going to kick this to you. But I want to set the stage. Many prominent rappers uh, have come out over the last couple of days to week and unfollowed Gunna on social media. It's this whole big thing. Polo G, Lil Baby, Meek mm. Mill, mm. Lil Dirk put out a song. I don't even think the song is out yet, but the snippet somehow is out where he's alluding to dissing Gunna, mm. saying, what happened to Virgil? He probably going to tell. Like, if you guys know anything on Lil Dirk's last album, he had a song, what happened to Virgil, featuring Gunna. Mm. Listen, use your brain, guys. You Put two and two together. He's dissing Gunna. There is obviously a concerted effort from the street rappers to outcast Gunna. Now, I kick this to you. The question I have for you that I want you to answer first mm-hmm. is, are they doing too much? Like, is is is, is there a place for street rap in, in outcasting the, the quote-unquote snitches, the people who cooperate? Where do you ultimately see this going i'm going to use my uno skip card uno reverse we're not doing that <laughs> we're not doing that actually direct uno, question uno uno I, reverse we ain't playing uno my g all right okay. i'm gonna give you guys a disclaimer immediately mm-hmm. i am not a street dude let's get that out the way hey psa psa i'm a law-abiding citizen so is he and probably so is a lot I of our am viewers a law-abiding citizen sorry sorry not sorry i have not read the street code book <laughs> street manuals the code of ethics i ordered it from target it should be here probably like in three four days i say that because i might say something that might be wrong according to like the street rules and i'm just letting you know i don't follow or know the street rules. listen with that being get said, to it because i was gonna ask you this <laughs> all right come on from what i read from the reports he didn't snitch he copped a plea and he denounced YSL. So my question is, is there a difference between snitching and denouncing? Like, is that all looped together? Because if he just copped a plea and just denounced the gang, but didn't really name any names, does that still fall under the snitching category? So, like, I'm not a street dude. This is not me trying to be a smart ass or anything like that. I know it's not necessarily for you to answer the question. Okay. It's more so. I was about to tell you because I can't provide an answer. It was like, so, yeah. I think there's probably still more to talk about with his case. Like, I don't know if everything came out, you know. I think a lot of it is just kind of what you see in terms of what people filmed, uh, what what is being said. So, Mm. I've never been the one to to just kind of cancel a friendship or unfollow somebody based off speculation or what you know somebody i heard that's what a lot of people did to tory lanes right okay tory lanes a lot of people including myself like you know went on mediums and said yo like tory lanes damn dog like it looks bad what you did with the megan and stallion situation looks very bad Mm -hmm. but then as time went on and then more evidence started to come out more things people were saying started to come out you kind of your stance on tory lanes it dissipated a little more you were a little more lenient you were a little more willing to actually hear what he had to say and that took months right now the gunner situation has been maybe a month maybe even less than a month so i do think at times it might be premature to try to unfollow him gonna probably needs to go on the tamron hall show just talk <laughs> let's hear what you got to say from your innocent pedestrian that pays his taxes on time and uh, is a law-abiding citizen i felt like if what 
I read is all gonna did. Mm-hmm. I can't call him a snitch. I'm gonna be real with you. You forcing me to play devil's advocate. <laughs> like you opened up and you said we're not street. And mm-hmm. so we got to be very clear when we have these discussions as mm-hmm. people who are not in the streets mm-hmm. to qualify. We got to preface it. No, it's important mm-hmm. because you have to get that out the way. My point of saying that is to say, since we don't uh, live our life by those codes mm-hmm. of ethics, it's not our place to speak on the merit, the severity, the applicability of snitching and what it actually means the only thing that i personally can do is listen to the people who are quote unquote street and who are in that life Mm -hmm. explain what is happening Mm -hmm. so that's what i've been doing you know just like the rest of you guys i'm listening to the whack 100s i'm listening to the people like a slew of street dudes who are speaking giving their opinion and seeing where stuff overlaps so to play devil's advocate gonna he accepted a plea deal and i told you this yesterday whatever it was yeah someone snuck a camera Mm -hmm. into the courtroom Mm -hmm. and recorded gonna Mm -hmm. saying yes ma'am to a bunch of things that he was forced through in that plea deal to denounce one being uh, that YSL, uh, not denounce, but to accept, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. One being that YSL is a gang. One, the other being the guns and drugs that were found in that car he was ultimately uh, charged with were not his. And that the, uh, the this is the one that was the biggest. He had personal knowledge of criminal activity and specifics of people who were committing crimes, murders, and all types of stuff within this YSL gang. He said, yes, ma'am. I missed that. I'm going to be real with you. See, if you missed it, that's the biggest piece. Yeah. Because we can talk all we want about not being in the streets, and we're not. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, from the dudes who are living that life, you get caught in that predicament, Mm -hmm. accepting and and cooperating to that extent. And I told you this yesterday. I think that people would have probably been able to sweep this under the rug. If it wasn't on video, because mm. listen, not to call people out, because again, I'm not street. I just I'm listening to the people that's street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apparently, what Gunna accepted was a Alfred plea. Now, I'm not about to get into the specifics of what that actually means, but apparently it's a very rare plea deal mm-hmm. that is not granted to everybody. And it allows that person who accepted the plea mm-hmm. to not completely acknowledge everything. They just got to cop out to certain things and they're able Mm -hmm. to walk free. I bring this up because T.I. is another person who accepted an Alfred plea back when he was in his legal trouble Mm -hmm. back in the day. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to throw T.I. under the bus. This is not what this is about. I'm just trying to bring that up for context Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that this has happened before in hip hop. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time. So we're not about to sit here and act like other people, other rappers have not been in this exact predicament. But I'm telling you right now, there was no video when T.I. <laughs> accepted his. Mm-hmm. There was a video when uh, when Gunna accepted his. It, it, I don't believe that Gunna is going to be able to live that video down. That's my personal opinion. Mm. And so for that reason, because he was affiliated with the streets closely, mm-hmm. I don't believe like he's going to be able to live that down because they've already started blackballing them. They as in the rappers. Yeah. They've already banded together like Voltron and said, we got to get this guy out of here. We're not rocking with him. We're which not is, rocking one. Which is I'ma still listen to Gunner music. I got I said that it's on the last episode. You sure? Bro, I'm not street. I, I said mean, this on the I'm last saying, episode. When he drops music, I'm listening, bro. You want to listen to what everybody else is listening to. Is Gunner's career over? As we know it, yeah. <laughs> I'ma be real with you, man. Listen, like, I, like, yo, where yo, can he pivot to? Sh- should we really be giving a eulogy to Gunner's career? No. No, mm. as we knew it. Now. Think about how many artists' careers changed. After some type of bombshell happened, like Chris Brown, true, Rick Ross, we talked about that, right? Rick Ross was we being did. accused of being an officer. Now we know he was a CO, uh, correctional, correctional officer. officer. Yep. There's images and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but people were calling him Officer Ricky, mainly Fifty. But like, there's a lot of people that if you ask them, they're like, I don't rock with him because he's an officer. A lot of people say that. Right. I always thought like, damn, like, come on. Like he's a CO. Like I mean, it's, there's a there's a difference. Right. There's a major difference. But huge, huge. He was able to overcome that in a major, which way. which is crazy. In a major way, I think he pivoted towards like, yo, I'm a boss. 
I'm making money. And if you want to make money, you got to like me. You got to feel my music. That's very important mm-hmm. because he changed the narrative. He changed the narrative. He changed his and approach. let's be real. Rick Ross was putting out his best music. Rick Ross was putting out at his the time. absolute best. And After he was he, accused, he dropped deeper than rap. And then he, he actually caught beef with 50 Cent. I thought that made him even more popular. Like, that was a great strategic idea. Even though at the moment, people were like, yo, 50 Cent gonna wash him. But I thought that was a great strategic idea. Like, I just feel like he played his cards right. And then he was not an A-lister at that time. He was, like, on the come up. Yeah. Right? So, it actually worked for him, right? Same thing Chris Brown. Chris Brown morphed into this bad boy. If Gunna can somehow pivot, because this... You talking about being in trap and stuff like that. I don't know if that's going to work. But I think where Gunna was pivoting to before all this, mainstream. It was mainstream. Pop. Not necessarily like. It was still street. Jason Derulo. It that's what I say. But like pop. Pop this day and age is not the same pop. This is not Backstreet Boys pop. Of course, I know. This day I know. The reason why I'm, I'm, I'm having pause is because mm-hmm. if you really think about the height of Gunna last year, it was pushing P. It was pushing P. Have you heard the song? Yeah. No, I I I know. That's his know. most probably but recognizable song for the masses. For sure. But push a pushing P. That is not a pop record. P, he it's was actually doing street. songs with Rita Ora. Like even early on, he did a song with Mariah Carey. Yeah. That's where he needs to go. He needs to probably go to that lane because I'm not sure how much One Republic cares about snitching. You, you know what I'm saying? Not. <laughs> I'm not sure how much Demi Lovato cares if you told. They don't. I do have another question. Do people care about this snitching stuff? Because, you know, a lot of people are like, yo, great, a lot of question. people came out and said, oh, when Takashi gets out of jail, he's going to be as popular as he ever been. I get it. He didn't. Takashi's career hasn't quite been the same ever since, right? But I don't think Takashi is a good barometer because I think Takashi, a lot of the things is he kind of burnt down his own career with some of the stuff, like the beefs he was getting into and the things he was saying, right? So I don't know if he's quite a good barometer of somebody who they claim because I still don't think I can call Gunna a complete snitch. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Based off you guys street standards? Bro, bro he snitched. The man snitched. It's okay, though. That the, the you question, sure, wait, you the, sure he snitched or tattletold? <laughs> he told the truth. So I'm just saying, like, does it even matter in this day and age? Like, Because I get it. To the little babies and the little darks of the world, yeah, that's a part of their brand. They can't have that and still have their brand be solid if you rocking with somebody that you claim did that. But does it matter what they think? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this something that is more so about the consumer? Is it one of those things where does the consumer care? Because like I said, I'm sure Takashi's still doing way better numbers than most rappers. And the consumers will consume it. Does it even matter in the grand scheme of things? Here's here's what I was thinking when you were asking the question. It matters because it matters to the, the rappers who are involved. And, mm-hmm. and the reason why I say that is because you see what's going on these days, right? It appears that snitching is the number one topic of conversation right now. Mm. Gunna's not the only one involved in drama. There's real Boston Richie. He's actually signed the future. He recently came under fire because it came out uh, by dudes who are official on YouTube named 1090 Jakes, who does mm-hmm. a deep dive into these artists' paperwork. Mm-hmm. And it came out that he cooperated with law enforcement back in the day when he was younger, Mm. which completely contradicts the street mantra that these dudes portray in their music, right? Mm. When you ask me, does it matter? Yes and no, but yes, because the artists who are street Mm -hmm. care about that. Mm -hmm. But no, because the majority of the consumers are not street and they don't give a damn. Now, I do think right now we're at a crossroads because... Fans are starting to raise an eyebrow because it's not that we're street that we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. We are now having this conversation openly because it it's now become a conversation of, yo, are they hypocrites? It's not about street and not street. It's about real and fake. Mm. That's what this is about. You yeah, see what I'm saying? I was gonna I was gonna go there because it's real and fake. I, was... I don't want to get into the street, but it's everybody can relate to real and fake. Mm-hmm. Rap has established itself 
as the real dudes. Soon as you go against the narrative, you're now fake. Unfortunately, I've said this before, rap is the only genre where apparently the rapper has to live out their rhymes. Bro, look at every genre. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives a damn about fucking Harry Styles and whether or not his lyrics are real. Who cares? It's art. It's music. Why has music become everything you're saying must be real? Why can't it just be art? And that's the that's where the problem is with hip hop of music to now mean it's real life. And it's because of what the rappers have been preaching. Yeah. So it's a it's a double edged sword. I'm not sure people have been this direct, this blunt. Uh oh about snitching but i'm gonna get blunt and i'm gonna get direct here please what is snitching snitching is you told on someone you told law enforcement that somebody was doing something a lot of times to get out of jail right i personally don't think all snitching is the same and if somebody told me that yo man i was in the streets I was dealing drugs with such and such A and B. Man, we was doing all these crimes and then you get caught and then you snitch on somebody. Mm -hmm. That to me is not acceptable. That should be shunned because you decided to go into the streets with that person. You know what I'm saying? Bingo. And do this dirty work and then when you get caught up, you bring everybody else down with you. At the end of the day, you should not be going in there if you're not ready to face the consequences that come with there it. You, you know go. what I'm saying? There so like go. to me, that's wrong. And I think the the word snitching has been conflated so Thank bad. You. They just assume any type of paperwork, any type of telling is snitching. But somebody wants to tell the officers what they saw to me that's that's not snitching that's not bad snitching wait wait wait. let me ask you who's the person are they in the street or are they not not in the streets or even if they're in the street i'm not saying it's stupid or smart by their codes I know. if you're in the streets you talk about anything that's yeah. going on in the streets yeah. or whatever yeah it can be hey hey cop my name is such and such if you even that's what i'm saying cooperate even like, in that man that's why i'm like i'm asking a question like i said i'm not a street dude and by we ain't no, gonna get the answer personally i just hope because I, I have trust with these rappers when they talk about no snitching and stuff like that i think they're actually coming from a logical place because i think they're coming from where i'm coming from where it's like man you was doing all this dirt and all this stuff with me you got caught and because you got caught you bringing me down with you thank you like to me okay i fully get that it makes sense it makes perfect sense and i understand the uproar why somebody would get angry about that but like i think your corny little kid that just is watching from the background is now starting to think that snitching means oh i talked to the cops or i i did some type of plea deal like folks take plea deals all the time so you mean to tell me if I saw somebody punch my neighbor right there, right, and run, I know exactly what the person looks like. And the cops ask me, what did you see? I'm not going to say anything? No, you shouldn't. But if you're in the streets. So so let me ask you something. Right. The dude, the Tory Lane's key witness. Yep. Right? Who's in the neighborhood. Yep. Is that a snitch? Technically, yeah. <laughs> by the is streets. Is a snitch? By the streets standards. So is everybody a snitch on that? So Tory Lanez is a snitch, Megan's a snitch, Kelsey's a snitch, hey, bro, everybody's a snitch because be they told the police what happened. I'm gonna be real with you, yo. So I'm just like gonna snitched. And so I was like, I don't know. I'm not. I, I, I'm not gonna call nobody a snitch. I'll say this though to close it out, man. At the end of the day, we go back and forth about what snitching means. One thing that I, at least I have to acknowledge is that the street codes and how it implicates civilians, I believe, is wrong, bro. Like I've literally heard shit from rappers all my life all of everybody in their freaking mother talk about how if you see something in the hood if you see something happen close your blind this is what the black community has been preached to mm -hmm. for centuries but let me ask you is that and wrong? i think that's wrong yeah yeah I'm a, that's, that's why i said that's, that's why i said i'm gonna take this the mature route that mentality is the reason why we're even having this discussion just in hip hop, bro. Police, this know. is why we're not but street I dudes. I'm not a street dude. We are civilians. We hope you guys I, are doing the right thing out oh, there. <laughs> if you want to be in the streets, it has nothing to do with us. Next topic. No name. Yes. Right? No name recently had a call for action. Mm. She said, "Black people, we need to gatekeep our music." So, you know, obviously, no name is a a a, a 
critically acclaimed rapper. There's a difference between a popular, high-selling rapper and then a critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed means that people think your work, a lot of people, most people that encounter your work think is great. She may not be able to create the change that is needed to gatekeep black music, but she wants black people to take control of hip hop more. I would like to read the whole thing, honestly. Uh, Bow Wow, he recently, he was the most recent person who's come out and said, um, you know, he feels that hip hop needs a union of sorts. Yeah. Like a like a committee, mm -hmm. somebody to kind of govern the standards yeah. and blah, 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 the rules. Like a players union. Players union, he equated it to the, to the professional sports. Yeah. I think that's a part of gatekeeping. I'll okay. say that. So w somehow, in some way, we're going to loop in that part into this. But yeah, let's, let's go through. Okay. Let's go through what No Name said. Gatekeeping. One of the biggest mistakes I believe we've made in our struggle towards liberation in this country is allowing white America unfiltered access to our entire culture. White America has created an institution of violent policing and medical neglect that is killing us every freaking day. And every day we get on these platforms, TikTok, Twitter, etc., and we create trends, music, art, and language that they turn into billions. Twitter admits in their guidelines that they disclose account information to law enforcement. They literally are the police. What do you think about what she said? That's interesting. She said they are literally the police. I mean, you could argue that. I mean, you listen, we saw recently 21 Savage on Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm trying not to be a conspiracy theorist with this uh, with this shit. I think it was Ice T. Somebody said it. They said, "Yo, Clubhouse is created by the police, <laughs> the law enforcement." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bruh. but is it really crazy to say that out loud? Oh, police definitely has some type of like affiliation. They look at it, bro. They, they have unfiltered it. access when they want. There's anything that she said there? You can't you can't d dispute like the early points about like the environment black people have been. Um, put under mm -hmm. I just think that she's kind of conflating a couple different points you know she's talking about yeah. environment of black people then relates it to music okay you see what I'm saying like yeah. it's not really the no. same but keep going keep okay. going so in the next slide she says we do not own black culture we create it she said that three times white America is the biggest consumer of hip-hop in this country most top-selling rappers talk about the plight of living in the hood or the struggle to make it out Mm -hmm. Again, white people are the largest consumers of this type of content. Mm -hmm. Do y'all never think maybe white people don't organize to end economic racist exploitation that black people face simply because they love consuming the art we make out of survival? It's voyeurism. We don't own black culture. We create it. It's all facts. Mm -hmm. And you can actually make a legit argument about that. There's so many supporting facts, whether it's the fact that um, the labels are involved, you know, how many black Owners, owners mm -hmm. are part of like these mm -hmm. label groups. I mean, we just saw Kanye West go on several rants, um, you know, criticizing the uh, Jewish community. And I'm not even about to sit here and act like the Jewish community is um, responsible solely for all the stuff that she's talking about. But it's about the fact that how many black people are actually owning the machines that ultimately push black, quote unquote, culture mm -hmm. in terms of music. Mm -hmm. I think it's a legit observation. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. That first part. Well, I mean, I think this is where... Then she goes into a little bit of a, yeah. I would say, a, a rabbit hole at the at the bottom part. I, I'm going to be real with you. It's about important. the whole voyeurism conversation. Exactly. And I think this is where it's important. I know Stephen A. Smith, a lot of times when he talks about some racial aspects, he makes sure to point out, I'm not talking about every white person. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's the one thing from that slide that I'm like, we... It's not every white person yeah. is has evil intent. White people are the biggest consumers. They are. I mean, if you look at these festivals, a lot of times, even if it's a hip-hop festival, you look at these concerts, I bet you it's like a good chunk of the time it's majority white. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so white people are a major piece of who consumes hip-hop. But I don't think that's every single consumer's bad. If they're white, they're bad. Like, no. I think it's her ire should be more so towards like the big businesses, the big companies, because I, I just personally think that there's a specific type of white people that may rub you the wrong way. And I think she did not say that there. But I mean, I don't want to nitpick, but I do agree with that topic about her saying like, yo, do y'all realize rappers? Do y'all realize that like what you're talking about is what? People that don't live what you live in is listening to. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Particularly the word voyeurism. Voyeurism. Essentially, I I guess voyeurism is like looking at something from afar. You're not involved in the city. The next slide, uh, she said, they did it with blues and they did it with jazz. Facts. They came into our communities, listened to our art, and instead of saying, wow, it's really effed up that their conditions are so bad, they made a whole genre called the blues. Yep. Maybe we should help them out. No, they saw money in our pain. Hip hop is the same ish. You know how sick you have to be to listen to basically recorded therapy sessions that we call music, and instead of reaching out to help, you want to make money off it? Okay. It's now, sick. Now, I got to stop you said. there. Because That's again, crazy. because again, she makes good points, but throws in the BS with it. Mm. The part that she started off with is 100% facts about it's proven rock and roll being stolen from Lil Richie. You yes. guys go do your Googles. Go take any music class. You will see that rock and roll, the genre that is predominantly uh, performed by white people and known by white people, was created by black people. Well, Elvis, that's what Elvis is about. Elvis, the, uh, Elvis took his style, literally took it from black people. There you go. And so it, it, the same goes with R&B. This, actually, there's an argument to be said with country music as well. I'm I just not, can't I'm imagine. Not, I'm not making this up. I cannot imagine. I'm not making this up. The music, music I've heard Tim McGraw make, yeah, that, a black person made something similar. You know how many black people would say that about rock and roll? That's they'd be true. like, they'd be like I don't think black people, how could black that's people, bro, point. black people created that, dog. <laughs> but point. the point is this, she started with that, but then ended with, I think, BS when she was getting, a, when she was talking about, um, how sick you gotta be. To yeah, because to I don't like that because, dude, there's plenty of black people who also like the same music. Are, are you just pointing out white people who like mm-hmm. the, the, the aggressive uh, street content or yeah. is it everybody? Yeah, is everybody likes it at this point? And it's like you know what I'm saying. Like, at, does at that the, make sense? At the end of the yeah, you know, it makes perfect sense. And then I'll, if you look at it at the end of the day, has you heard Machine Gun Kelly? Machine Gun Kelly. Black people talk about different problems than white people talk about. You know, in their music, like Machine Gun Kelly is talking about overdoses. And yeah, Machine Gun Kelly is talking about I almost shot myself. Like he actually has problems too. I feel like music in general was had. A majority of the music was based off problems people have, like heartbreak music. Mm. I just broke up with somebody. Oh man, my mental health is not the same. Like that's what all of music is about these days. Black okay. people have their particular made it out the mud yep. and stuff like that. So you know, I get, I, I kind of get where she's coming from, but at the same time, I don't think she should be so harsh about it. People like what they like. People gravitate, and and I think this is kind of what she's saying is what's wrong with the society we live in today you're assuming white people don't have problems too there can be people that connect with little baby because you have similar problems to little baby maybe you don't say it out loud bro there's plenty of black people who, you know what i'm saying who rock with eminem because they can relate to they the can struggle relate. of they coming up under a, an environment yeah. where you didn't like your Feeding mom out. like a lot of or, dis- trauma yeah, and like yeah. this so, and dysfunction in the family people yeah. can relate to that yeah white or so, black you know so it's like you know i i personally believe i like some of the sentiments she said but i just feel like you know you can't negate like the people that actually are going through things that are actually connecting with the music just because they're not going to tell you they're struggling how many people tell you they're actually struggling she then said as black artists making black art we have a responsibility to our community and to our culture I understand needing to survive under capitalism, but there is power in collective action. I'm not above anybody, but if there was a collective boycott where all black artists refuse to share our work unless we see radical change in our conditions, I would immediately do that. I'm just throwing out ideas because we are dying. I'm tired of watching them kill us, then seeing them dance at the shows when we sing about our demise. Seeing them... Seeing them steal our kids' TikTok dances and becoming millionaire influencers. We have to start gatekeeping. I don't have the answers, so drop ideas in the comments. I just know we can't keep moving like this. The part where she said, yo, I'm about to play Coachella because I need the bread. Mm -hmm. And calling out, you know, a a platform and people who make money Mm -hmm. off of the backs of the trauma that she's alluding to right here she's willing to obviously take a stance if people would come together as a community and i think that like 
unfortunately, none of us are saviors. None of us are like mm -hmm. freaking leaders of the community, quote unquote. And I'm a big believer in each one, teach one, lead by example. Like if you're talking about it, be about it. Mm -hmm. If you want to see a change, be the change. Don't point the finger. You know, don't, you know, complain without providing legit ideas. Uh, actionable ideas Actions. for other people to kind Things of follow up. And I think that like, although No Name may not necessarily be a household name, her message here about gatekeeping may not hit as hard because of that reason. She's highlighting some things that I think are legit mm -hmm. while also being a bit too hard on white people, which I don't like. Mm -hmm. Again, while still making decent points here and there. Ultimately, at the end of the day, this is about gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. Her ultimate point is mm -hmm. we need to start gatekeeping. The yeah. question I have is real quick. Is there one thing that black people can actually do, in your opinion, mm -hmm. to quote unquote gatekeep black art the nba i believe gatekeeps the idea of what real basketball looks like you know what i'm saying like okay. if you go right now and play five on five down the street you're more than likely going by nba rules right nba has gatekeep the idea of what basketball is in america mm -hmm. like if you're going to follow rules you're going to follow nba's rules not mm -hmm. ncaa not euroleague not whatever right if hip-hop ever would have had an idea about gatekeeping, right, it would have to look something like that. If you're going to go on TikTok, it has to be universally known. This is not what you do, and this is what you do do. No promoting of guns online. Exactly. Like, you don't want to- If you, you aren't from the streets, if you aren't black, I don't want to hear you listening to music about guns. I'm going to so be real like with that. you. I think everybody at this point can, can acknowledge, whether mm -hmm. you're black or white, that social media can get you incriminated. So my thing is, if you guys in the music are already incriminating yourself, then you're saying it's just lyrics. Then how about in platforms that are not music based, don't but you know incriminate yourself. You get what I'm saying? For like sure. you you band together and say, yo, listen, no more putting guns up on social, no more putting weapons up on the gram. Like, no more talking about bodies you know, that you, you know, have on Clubhouse. No more doing any of that. I think that that's something that would help with to mm -hmm. clean up or gatekeep, mm -hmm. in a way, you, know, you know, the image of hip-hop, if you, if you ask me. I, I'm, I'm laughing because there is something about hip-hop that's gatekeep that people don't really consider. You know, because the word gatekeep is like, it's you, you can use it in several different ways, right? Absolutely. But there is something about hip hop that's being gatekept. Okay. The N word. Ooh. So, like, no matter how many TikTok videos you see, it's a good example. No matter how many really emulations of people trying to be rappers, if you white and a rapper, do not use the N word. We can use it, but you cannot use it. And so, I think if people came out and said, yo, you know, I'm offended by such and such, by certain things, you can't tell people what to listen to. But say, but again, there has to be a collective agreement. Has to be a collective. Which agreement. for the and most still part, white people saying the N word. But which so for the most not crazy. But which for still, the most part, most black people mm -hmm. can agree mm -hmm. that people else, people outside of the black community should not be saying it. Yes. Now there's arguments yeah. within the black community yeah. to say we need to stop using it. Yeah. But I'm talking about the people outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most people are gonna be like, nah, nobody else should be saying it. Exactly. So. You got to get a collective agreement a collective before agreement. anything can happen. But, but ahead, it has to say? be a reasoning for it, right? Yeah, exactly. It has to be a reasoning for it. So my only issue with anything that she said was just kind of devaluing the consumer. And as somebody who, you know, I run a website, you know, we run this podcast, you know, there's so many things that people run. I value every single reader, whether you're gay, white, black, Spanish, it doesn't matter brown yellow green like i value every single consumer i think what people we have to put more of an emphasis on which she did not mention here is what we put out to the media and unfortunately what is people are gravitating to our struggle music that's unfor i've said it to you multiple times i said i wish the hip-hop community people gravitated to the good the positive stuff i was like smino if you listen to smino's album not a single mention of guns like or maybe he had to mention it i is barely but like it was positive it was cheery 
I was like, yo, if people only knew like how good you feel after you listen to a Smino album or a Smino song, it feels good. I wish that was put at the pedestal. Or at least I wish artists made more of that. You know, like, let's celebrate black. Yo. You know, so I think that's the one maybe thing I would change about what she said. Yeah. Because she never mentioned we should stop making that kind of music or we should make more of the other kind of music. It was just like, let's keep making it and we should stop them consuming it. You're not going to stop a consumer from consuming anything. At all. But what you can stop is what you are putting out there to the consumer. This is the hard conversation that I think a lot of artists have to face if they want to be successful as an artist, right? Mm -hmm. You got to make certain sacrifices, unfortunate. For the most part, the masses have to decide... Do you have do are you gonna step step over your morals? Are you gonna, you yeah. know, bypass stuff that you don't necessarily stand by if you want to be successful? They gotta make that hard call. The reason I bring that up to get this off of no name for a second, mm-hmm. 21 Savage, uh, you know, a couple months ago was talking about how, you know, the fans wouldn't listen to him if he wasn't talking about murder, kill, death. Mm-hmm. He was like, What y'all want me to talk about happy shit? Y'all not gonna listen. That's the mentality. And I think that, unfortunately, if we're being real, Mm -hmm. the sad truth is that people gravitate towards negativity. People gravitate towards crime. This is the reason why the true crime genre in podcasting is the number one genre in America. There's this sick, incestuous, incestuous, I should say, kind of like fascination almost voyeurism yeah voyeurism. when it comes to negativity and unfortunately that's the reason why street rap is leading the charge right now when it comes to hip-hop and, and you know until unfortunately uh, some tragedy happens where like they start cracking down like which is happening now with the ricos and mm-hmm, stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when everybody start going to jail mm-hmm. then things might probably change and i know that sounds wild because i don't mm-hmm. want anybody to go to jail mm-hmm. But the sad reality is street rap has got to a point where there seems to be this like agenda mm-hmm, mm-hmm. targeting mm-hmm. of the street rappers. Not to say they're innocent. I feel like. But it's like, yo, they're trying to get them out of here. I, I, and I don't. And, and, and forget, you know, and that's all. I, I hear you on that. Yeah. But like, I just feel like in the era we grew up with, there was more balance. I think that's the difference in today's hip hop. But I think there's there balance, balance now too. There's all I mean, there's, bro, I mean, there's so much goes positive main, music. I mean, what, what goes mainstream? You talking about mainstream? Like what goes mainstream? There was more of a balance. Like you know, think about it. Like back in the day, Puff Daddy and the Bad Boy family. Yeah. Like they were creating positive music. You just don't hear as much of that anymore. And so, like, Man, they got, know, we got, I think, hey, we got Jack Harlow first class. I mean, hey, true, true. That's not street. <laughs> Next topic. Top five, Lil Wayne's. Let's, let's 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 have a little bit of fun. Absolutely, let's have a little bit of fun. Absolutely. Top five, Lil Wayne songs. So favorite. Top five favorite. Let's be very Lil very Wayne. clear about what we doing. <laughs> top here. five favorite Lil Wayne verses. So, <laughs> sure, so sure. I was the one that was like, yo, I want to just do a deep dive on like the top five, my favorite Lil Wayne verses. Because I was driving to my parents' house and all my life, something, something with J-Rock and Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I heard his verse, which I think was one of his, there you go, here's a hint. That's one of my favorite Lil Wayne verses was the song, that song, All My Life. He started his verse. He said, <laughs> times is hard as it is. That's why I got guns and my guns got kids. Oh my, what? This is why I got guns and my guns mm. got kids? It's tough. It's tough, man. That soldier. See, a lot of people are going to be like, what soldier? You talking soldier with Destiny's Child and T.I.? Do you remember Lil Wayne's verse on Soldier? He said, uh, <laughs> if you see me on the block, I ain't trying to hide. I blend in with the hood. I'm, I'm camouflage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. bandana tie. So mommy joined my troop. Say so anytime she hear my name, she salute. Woo! I, listen, I say that. That was on a desk. Okay, okay. So here's the thing. I already know where this is going. Oh. I already know this is going with your, with your top two. Let me, let me pause you for a second. Oh. 
I gotta be fair. I gotta be real with you. Okay. Okay. That's an iconic verse. Oh, right. My God. That's iconic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your top five don't gotta be Wayne's most iconic. No, I'm not saying iconic. No, no, no that's not, you. not iconic. Bro, His verse from Soldier. What are you talking? Does you know the amount of freaking lyrics and no, sound no, bites no, that came out? People gonna, remember. I didn't know that, bro. People remember that verse. No, that's a memorable verse. So I didn't know people remember that. I I thought I was going left. Are you with living that. in this world or no? I thought I people talk about it. that verse. Oh oh shoot! I didn't know that. What are, I'm just telling you, I didn't know that. I, hey, I don't, I'm not on YouTube all the time like you. What, Mr. Carter? Come on. Hey, Mr. Carter. His particularly his second verse on there. Woo! I am him. His second, I thought he just killed that song. Both hey, did, did he body Jay Z? Of course he bodied Jay Z. Even though truth. Jay Z did very well. Did he body Jay Z? He bodied. He bodied him. Yeah. And uh, number four for me, Doctor Carter. No order. No order. Yeah. No order. So this was hard for me because it was between Doctor Carter and Mrs. Officer. Because I think Mrs. Officer. Is that on my list? Hold Mrs. Up. Officer got some write good that down? Mrs. There. Officer might go down as like his best song, like of all time. Ooh, it might. I like the hot song. Take. I like the hot song, take. but. Dr. Carter, I thought, like, when he was talking about hip-hop is dead, he was trying to save hip-hop. And he's like, Love it. you know, hip-hop, I saved your life. I, I, one thing I liked about him on that song in particular was, bro, that whole song Dog. was so thematic. Dog. Bro, like, that was the most, that that might be his Dog. most artistic song. Dog. Yeah. At the time, he was like, wee, wee. Because I still remember the day that album came out. Me too. And nobody was really paying that much attention to to to, to that song in particular because there was harder hitting songs like Mr. Carter and stuff yeah. people heard for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think as time went by, yep. it aged so well. Every time the song comes on, even if you go out to a lounge or club or anything, that song comes on, fire. But I actually had Dr. Carter over it, but it was hard. It was tough. Number one. And I don't think you are a real Lil Wayne fan if this is not your number one, if it's not in your top five. I'm a D-boy. Ooh. Oh. That's, that's not in my top five. Oh. Not in my thinking top five. of a master plan. I got money, but I'm thinking of a faster plan. I'm trying to cash it in. I got five in the garbage can and the rap saran. I need cash it. Oh. Cash me in the spots where the shots pop off at. I ain't trying to prove nothing. I'm just trying to move something. Oh. Yeah. First oh. off, good list. <laughs> you had multiple songs from Carter 3. Yeah, yeah. Which Carter is III. also for me. That's my favorite. Car yeah. Carter 3 is my favorite Lil Wayne project of all time. Hey, listen, bro. I'm not mad at you. I'm gonna start with my. I'm gonna start with Here the first go. one, bro. Here we go. A milli. Oh, of course, that's we not. Iconic. We not doing iconic. it. We're not having this iconic. conversation iconic. unless iconic. we bring up a millionaire. I'm a young man, millionaire, tougher than Nigerian hair. Oh yes, come yes, on, yes, yes, yes. Are you? I mean, like yes, that yes, song, yes, the verse, yes. the the video. How it was one take still gives me mm -hmm. chills to this day. Mm -hmm. I can't have this convo without bringing up a Millie. It would be, it would I, just I wouldn't be to right. Put a on there, it wouldn't be right. Like, it's, uh, it's not my favorite though. And I'm gonna go to C1. Go DJ. Oh, go DJ. Go DJ. Oh. Yeah, that's my DJ. Yeah, yeah. Hey, go DJ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. my DJ. That was like the first one of the first songs that I'm like, yo, this guy is different. I ain't gonna lie, that was probably the first song I was Wayne like, this guy is different. ripped. This guy is that made me say, yeah. wait a second. I was like, this guy is different. Who the fuck is this guy? This you guy know what I'm different. saying? Yeah, I was like, this guy is different. And I don't even have a favorite. At this point, I don't even have favorite verses. I just think he killed the whole, the song. whole song. Yeah, which the is entire fair. Which song. Is fair. Which is fair. You know, so Go DJ is definitely uh, number two for me. Number three, I'm going to speed up for a second. But okay. my number three uh, for me has to be Shoot Me Down. Ooh! On, on, on Carter don't 3. Shoot Me Down. Because I'm flying. Biggest thing that I loved about that song was that, like, that was right after Hurricane Katrina. It was, and and I just felt like on that song there was a certain energy, grungy, unapologetic, bro. That dude was like, I don't care who's listening to this, y'all gonna feel me on this. Like, it was just a different energy that he came with on that song that gives me chills still to this day. Shoot me down, bro. That's it. <laughs> You I got it? Alcatraz bars, I know. And D boys is the only alphabet boys I know. Papa, I did it to him. I'm a bastard and I'm going to do it again. Like, like the backwards. backwards. <laughs> these these <laughs> backwards. Uh, he, was he was different it. during that time. I, I love Carter 3. Now I'm going to lighten it up a bit because uh, I'm going to be real two, with you. Right? No, that was three. Number four, this is a one of those songs that was leaked during that Carter 3 era mm -hmm. that I think didn't get the appreciation it deserved. 
the song, the structure, the way he was rhyming, comfortable featuring Babyface. Ooh, I just wanna come on, man, bro. The way he was rapping, he killed it. He was rapping, rapping on that he song. You know what I'm saying? So he killed it. Don't you remember that song was leaked? It was leaked, bro. It was leaked for like two yeah. years before the joint dropped. That's one amazing comfortable. Yeah, y'all go do your googles. Go check out these verses. Go check out the song. At this point, this is not even about favorite verse because you know these a lot of these you songs know, have multiple verses from Wayne. You know, and, so and, yeah, so you can sure, easily sure. be like, oh, I like verse two for sure. For verse sure. three, but no, we're talking, I'm not doing it. I, I, which I was able to do, but but I'm not doing that. I'm you know what that. I liked about Comfortable? It was like it was such a smooth song at the time. This was different. Like you didn't really hear rappers like hop on like very smooth songs mm-hmm. acting like they didn't care like yeah. Lil Wayne came on there this is a song with Babyface yeah. smooth little R&B joint and I'm just looking at the lyrics he was like yeah to the left to the left if you wanna leave be my guest you can step feeling the response irreplaceable listen, listen to, to Beyonce. Beyonce well okay I'll, I'll put, put you out, out on your B-Day <laughs> you're rocking with Weezy bedroom we in the bank baby we, we safe, safe. I, I got, got game, game like EA, EA but I wanna let you play. play Carter 3 has I think maybe there's what 14 songs on there. Uh, I uh, legit think yeah. every song is five stars. Like <laughs> Wallahi. Yeah. I think that is a perfect album. To me, to round off All right. my top five. This is a tough one. Round off my top it, this is this one is difficult. Difficult because you know one thing I realized as I was putting together this list mm-hmm. is so difficult because Wayne has an entire catalog of mixtape content, mm-hmm. you know how difficult it would be mm-hmm. for me to go back to Dedication 2? You know how many verses he ripped? Go to Drought 3. As I start having that conversation... Which was the last one that started? I go to No Ceilings. Ooh, okay. And the way Wayne murdered Swag Surf. Oh, he did. I just I just feel like, you know, at this point, when it comes to Wayne's career, it's, it's very difficult to, like, pinpoint a, good list. a top five. Anything. That's a good list. How can you pinpoint the top five anything with Wayne, realistically speaking? But it's a good list. I think we were able to do it I somewhat. Think it was a good list. I mean, there's obviously I'm just giving five, but like I've loved hundreds of Wayne verses. Lil Wayne is different. And the other thing I'll say is, man, you know, I think at a certain point, man, the verses that he put up was so good that it didn't even matter whether or not it was verse one. That, it did not. That was fire over not. verse it two. Did not. It did not. The way he's rapping on these not. songs, I urge not. you guys to go back and listen. It did not. This is peak Wayne. This not. is top tier Wayne. This is the reason why this man is a goat um, and should be respected as such to the end of time. Y'all should be putting respect on all the kids Wayne has birthed. Listen, we reached the end of the show. So. If you guys enjoyed the content, make sure to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. You know what I'm saying? Get us the 500 uh, subscribers on uh, YouTube. On that note, if you're giving advice, just make sure it's ill. Make sure your guns have kids too. If you're a screet, a screet dude. Anyway, peace.